produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo. Derek and myself, Mike. And guess what? The boys have dropped on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's right. I got to watch it. I need to watch it myself. And guess what drops next week, if I remember right? Glow Season 3. Oh, already? Wow. Doesn't it drop August 1st? I honestly don't remember. Oh. I hope you're right. (laughs) I hope so. Sorry. Looking it up. Glow Season 3. Yeah, turn that off. Release date is you bastards. <laughs> One site I went to doesn't tell me. Uh, that one doesn't tell me either. I know this is horrible. August ninth, uh, two weeks, two weeks away. It debuts the week before I go to Galaxy's Edge. Ah, uh, yes. And we just lost listeners who are now pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cast previews has its privilege. Um, check out the homepage, WeBeGeeks.net. Our affiliates, our partners, Found Me and Heroes and Villains. Uh, supporting them supports us. With Found Me and Heroes and Villains, use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. Especially since that includes, will include their stuff from San Diego Comic-Con, which is about to release on the website. I don't know exactly when, but I know it's releasing soon. Cool. Like that Stormtrooper backpack that was actually pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, check out our web store where you get hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts, baseball and hockey jerseys, and more. So check all that out. You go to get to all that on our website, WeebyGeeks.net. So, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. And, I was going to wait till next week, but I'm going to announce it now. In honor of my going to the cast previews for Galaxy's Edge. We're going to do a, across all three shows, we're going to do a contest. It's going to be a Star Wars giveaway. Um, lots of prizes. Or I'm, I'm hoping to get quite a bit of prizes. Um, one of the big things is, and this is why I'm running the poll on Wookie Radio's Twitter page, the winner will get a Kyber Crystal from Galaxy's Edge. I will purchase the winning crystal. Or if I get the winner, because it's going to be the winning crystal color. Um, because we're not giving it, we're not giving away the prize until the end of August. So we're going to run it through August. So I will already have been there and got the crystal. So the winner's not going to be able to choose. But right now I'm surprised green is winning on the poll. Green? Green. Wasn't it white last time? 
Last time we checked. Well, I only had three crystals for the first one. White won that pole. Mm. So I moved white into a new pole with green, blue, and yellow. No, purple. Green, blue, and purple. So you now have four choices, green, blue, purple, and white. And right now, green is winning. There's still a few more days. I mean, there's still time to vote on this poll, but that's where we're at. So right now, the winner's going to get a green kyber crystal. But that all could change. Unless it doesn't. <laughs> and there may be, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I have some other prizes in the works, but I'm not going to mention them till I am for sure we're getting them. But there's some good stuff coming. And speaking of good stuff, you got your towel, right? My what? Your towel. My towel. Yes. Come on. You got to have a towel if you're going to hitchhike across the galaxy. Oh, towel. I thought you said towel. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I heard you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tower. <laughs> um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is headed to Hulu with Carlton Cuss from Lost and Jason Fuchs from Wonder Woman running the show. That's fucking exciting. I should cuss you out. <laughs> um, so the book series follows the adventures of Arthur Dent. Most of you know this. I'm talking, I'm, I'm relating this to the young kids who might not know this book yet or or have the radio dramas, which I've got mm. all five books of the trilogy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, radio or dramas. <laughs> might not have seen the movie, which unfortunately was unfortunate. The Disney version was, okay, yeah, the Disney version. There were, moments, there were moments that were great. Yes, but overall it was lacking. I was so underwhelmed with the whole explanation of the pan-galactic gargle blaster. <laughs> and, and, and the well scene was kind of underwhelming too. Yeah, the whole thing was really just underwhelming. But see if you can find the BBC TV series. That that miniseries was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was basically the uh, the radio drama done on film. Hmm. So, um, so Coos and Fook and and Fuchs are slated to write and executive produce the proposed series, will be, which will be a modern update to the classic story. Uh, and it will be in development at Hulu via ABC Signature and Coos Genre Arts. Now, Disney, Hulu, Coos, and Fuchs did not, God, that's a mouthful, did not immediately <laughs> respond to comments. It like an old vaudeville actor or something. <laughs> oh. I think I think that's the show title right there. Sounds like a vaudeville <laughs> act. And we're not even that far. We're not even past the first story, and we have the show title. <laughs> I have to write this down. Sounds like a vaudeville act. Alrighty. Um, so previously, the Hitchhiker's Guide was made into a radio series in '78 and a BBC TV show in '81. Both very popular British audiences. And I do have the, the radio drama. And they went as far as doing all five books. Oh, wow. Uh, there was even a 1984 video game by Infocom based on the series. Was there? Yeah. Same huh. company Same company who did a leather goddess of Phobos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that game? Yes, actually, I do. <laughs> I actually played the Hitchhiker's game. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was a text-based game. You had to go north. 
okay. Go West. It's one of those, <laughs> you had to type it in. Mm. Um, now, there was also a movie in 2005 that started Martin Freeman, Moss Def, Sam Wax, Sam Rockwell, Warwick Davis, and Zoe Deschanel, which, I mean, I, I had no problem with the casting. No, yeah. I mean, it was a great cast. It's whoever um, adapted it, it, it just it, it fell flat. Yeah. I can't, and it's hard to really, other than to say it fell flat, it's hard to, like, pin down exactly what. The the aliens look great. Like, the ones where the construction company look great. The ships look great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the rebuilding Earth, I thought was, I I wasn't that impressed with it. Mm. Um, Yeah, it just felt flat. Now, the whole Mm -hmm. explanation about the dolphins was awesome. Oh yeah. So, um, so yeah. As Hitchhikers, it's coming to Hulu. I, I, I'm gonna give it hope. Yeah, I am too. I'll, I'll give it a shot, and we'll see. You know. Yeah. So, um, but if it doesn't get any better than that, being able to watch Hitchhikers on Hulu, which I don't know, I don't remember if my daughter's seen Hitchhikers on. Uh, on Netflix or not? I have to ask her in the morning. I think I think it's a better idea to do it as a series yeah. than a movie anyway. Yeah. Or if you're going to do the movie, go ahead and do the first three books. Mm. And, and, and just and, and you can have two thirds of one, two thirds of Hitchhikers be a movie, wrap up Hitchhikers and go into the second half and then go into the first half of the second book. That way it goes that way. So by the time you're done, you, you've got the the first Man, three books. I haven't read those books in ages. I should read them again. Reread them. Yeah. I haven't. I don't even remember how long ago. It's been long, a long time, though. Or, or I can send you copies of the radio drama. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah. But there's another set of stuff that would be awesome. Oh, Wait, it, let, let me set this up for you because I got the perfect thing. <laughs> Excuse you. Sorry. I had Chipotle <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> um, well, if you don't know what that, that sound is from, then you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you do recognize that sound, then you know it is from the giant kaiju Godzilla. And it's the classic one. Not, not, the 20, not the newest one. Because the newest one sounds more like... Soon tight. Now that really sounded like Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> that one felt like Chipotle. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so um, Godzilla, the King of Monsters, is coming to Criterion. I know, I know, they've already done some Godzilla, but check it out. So first, a little bit about Criterion. Uh, the Criterion Collection. It was started back in 1984, which, wow, I didn't even realize that. Um, And it was started as a way to to preserve the finest classic and contemporary cinema for home video audiences. And they've, Criterion did things like uh, pioneering audio commentary, 
and uh, they were the the first company that really uh, tried to uh, tried to do home videos classy, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um. So wow, for thirty five years, they have been the most respected name in the game, and so. To celebrate their 35th anniversary, and also to celebrate their one one thousandth one thousandth—it's hard to say—their uh, one one thousandth ever release. <laughs> Excuse me. So this is number one thousand. Uh, <laughs> They went to the biggest name in the business. Um, they announced, Criterion announced Thursday that Spine number 1000 will be a massive show era Godzilla set. Ooh. That's right, kids. This is going to be the original series of Godzilla films produced by Toho Studios that spanned 21 years from 1954 to 1975. And for the first time ever, all 15 films in the series are going to be put in one package that will showcase the, in quotes, technical wizardry, fantastical storytelling, and indomitable international appeal that established the most iconic giant monster the cinema has ever seen. So uh, what's in this set? Well, you literally get all of the movies starring Godzilla, even the lesser or more obscure ones, such as Godzilla from 1954, Godzilla Raids Again, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Which I I think is going to be the next one in the Godzilla, the current Godzilla franchise, since they're kind of doing the same as Planet of the Apes. Yes, it's going to be King Kong vs. Godzilla. But this is the 1963 version. Then we get Mothra vs. Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, one of my favorites, Invasion of Astro Monster, Ibira, Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla. Remember Son of Godzilla? Yep. With the little little Godzuki. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Destroy All Monsters, another classic. All Monsters Attack, Godzilla vs. Hidora, Godzilla vs. Gigan, Godzilla vs. Megalon, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, another favorite. That came out the year I was born, 1974. And finally, Terror of Mecha Godzilla from 1975. So that's a pretty good list of movies. Um, yeah, it's, it's still not all of the Godzilla movies because there was another one which I had, and then I lent it to my original co host here, and he held on to it. That was Godzilla versus Biolanti. Mm-hmm. Oh. But that came, that came out after. This is These are the original series that came out years later. Yeah. Oh, that was a horrible film. Yeah. What happens, that's what happens when you do a fan contest and, mm. a, and a dentist wins. <laughs> Don't talk about it bad about fan contests after we're having one. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is so different. We're not asking a fan to write a movie for us. I know. To produce. <laughs> so this collection. Um, so Criterion originally put out the original Godzilla movie as spine number 594 several years back. And that edition included the American recut version uh, of Godzilla King of the Monsters from 1956, um, which will also be included in this set. And uh, what's cool about this set is each movie in the set will have a brand new cover art by 15 different artists. 
And the set will also include a huge, gorgeous-looking book with different art and essays. And they have some pictures of it here on the Nerdist site. And uh, it looks pretty sweet. There's some beautiful artwork in this thing. Yes, there is. Including a great uh, drawing of King Kong versus Godzilla, where King Kong's <laughs> throwing Godzilla by his tail. Yeah. Um. um so of course the uh, Godzilla, this Godzilla series has a, a lot of interesting and different movies, um, everything from serious allusions to nuclear annihilation, like the first Godzilla, to zany spy keepers with monster battles, <laughs> and even, and even a cutesy matinee fair for kids, uh, Son of Godzilla. <laughs> Um, so this this highlights uh, the Japanese films from the mid fifties to the seventies, when TV had fully taken over, and each of these movies is digitally remastered, of course. So the Godzilla Criterion number one thousand set Godzilla set is available for pre order now and will release in October, and it is um. Priced at $149.99, which is not bad for 15 Godzilla movies. No, it's not. If you try to collect these movies on your own, you might end up paying that much. Yeah. I like this. I have a listing here. The runtime of the entire set is 1,295 minutes. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, um, I think Godzilla fans will be a be quite happy with this set oh i think so it's pretty sweet even just the book alone is pretty sweet yeah you said it was how much again uh, 149.99 how about i give you five dollars and you let me just glance at a couple pages um sure sorry i'm doing <laughs> a poor chris rock <laughs> uh, well how about this disney plus will be offered as a hulu add-on now, this sounds a little confusing. Disney is about to enter the streaming game this November with the launch of Disney Plus. And it's supposed to be a direct competitor to Netflix. Yeah, it's a weird story. Uh, which Netflix is maybe going to a tier status as well where you get it cheaper, but you'll have ads. Mm. I think that's that will kill Netflix if they mm -hmm. ever put ads on, on their service mm. um but to further assert their dominance it's been revealed that hulu will be offering disney plus as an add-on which means the service will be even more accessible to potential subscribers mm. which means if for some reason you have a smart tv that you cannot access disney plus on but you could get hulu you mm. can go watch it through hulu I see. That is interesting. Mm. And gee, I wonder why that would be made so easy. <laughs> um, see, Disney just got 100% operational control of Hulu and mm. is set to own it by 2024. Outright. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how this, this is happening. Mm. You can't figure <laughs> it out. Uh, so this was confirmed by Hulu Senior Vice President of Originals, Craig Erwich, uh, during the TCAs, whatever the TCAs are. Um, Hulu already offers premium add-ons for HBO and CBS All Access. Really? wonder how much the add-on for CBS All Access is. I didn't know that. 
That may be worth it. I already have Hulu. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, which there's, I actually, I'm kind of almost enjoying Hulu a little bit more than I'm, I, I watch Hulu a little bit more than I watch Netflix. Mm, I can't really say that myself, but. But I'm not really watching either of them as much. That I can say. <laughs> but I will say Pluto TV. Oh, my God. That is fun. That is a fun app to watch. I do have a huge list of stuff on both of them that I want to watch and Amazon as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got to check out Pluto TV. I don't I don't know if I have it. You have Roku? I have a Roku TV, yeah. It's on there. Just search Pluto TV. Um. There's another one on there, uh, Film Rose app, and they've got the original 66 Batman, hmm. all three seasons, which I was surprised. Um, they got the original Unsolved Mysteries. Hmm. I mean, there, there's some good stuff over on that uh, Fire Rose. Uh, I haven't checked out Tubi. It's been a while since I've been on um, Crackle. Uh, Crackle is owned by Sony. Mm. But, I mean, there's some still other good options out there. It's got some surprisingly good things on it. Uh, like Pluto TV has a Rift Tracks channel and a Mystery Science 3000 channel. Really? And a Doctor Who channel. Ooh. I wish they showed the old original Doctor Whos. Hmm. Yep. The movies is great. And even with Pluto TV, there's on-demand. You, you have on-demand stuff you can watch as well. Hmm. So... Uh, a couple months ago, I was watching uh, School Ties with Brandon mm. Frazier, with, with basically the 80s Rat Pack. Mm. Frazier and Affleck and O'Donnell and Damon and uh, that whole gang. So um, anyway, we are, you know, we know Disney Plus is going to be six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for the year. Um, it's unclear if Disney will offer any type of discount for bundling um, since they kind of own it. Uh, mm. But setting that aside, those who already subscribe to Hulu may find it just convenient to tack on Disney Plus to the existing account. However, this could be limiting. Since Disney Plus has, hasn't been in the marketplace yet, if the service interface is top-notch and worth having access to, it may be worth having the separate subscription. Uh, sure. So, now... For Disney, this makes all sense in the world because the future is streaming and the company knows it. Well, I would hope so. As such, not only do they have Disney Plus on the way, but they have also purchased the majority of Fox Fox's media assets for $71 billion. Um, and that includes Fox's stake in Hulu, which gave Disney a controlling share. Mm -hmm. Then it's also worth mentioning that other companies such as Warner Media are getting more serious about streaming as they are set to launch HBO Max by 2019, early 2020. Um, but uh, following the Fox deal, Disney made another deal with Comcast to take control of its share, which puts Disney in full control, and it gives them two major outlets for content in the streaming marketplace. Allowing a bundle option via Hulu just makes business sense. So here's the question. With Disney+, Plus, could you get the premium add-on of adding Hulu? Yeah, that's a good question. Or do you leave it the other way? Mm. Actually, I would think leave it the other way. So let Hulu have the premium add-on for Disney now. Mm, right. So, <laughs> I, said, I said Hulu. <laughs> that's, a, that's a segue, you know. <laughs> I'm well aware. I'm just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> well... 
There isn't a whole lot of info on this particular story, but I thought it was interesting. And that is uh, Mr. Mike Judge uh, is thinking about possibly bringing back a couple of old friends. (laughs) Uh, Right now, he's finishing up his work on Silicon Valley, which is in its final season, sadly. I love that show. So what could Mike Judge be working on next? Well, TP for his bunghole. He very well could be. <laughs> he must have went to Chipotle too. <laughs> Oof. So, Ooh, sounds like a Valdeville show. Bad one. <laughs> so, when talking about um, doing some press about the final season of Silicon Valley with Slash Film. Um, He was asked about having any possible future plans for a not-so-dynamic duo, (laughs) Beavis and Butthead. They're not dashing, either. No. And uh, and he was asked if maybe he and Paramount had any plans on bringing the boys back to the big screen. And his reply was, they seem to still be interested in that. I've got some ideas. I think it would have to be something that makes it relevant today. I think I might have figured out a way to do that. Which is very interesting because Beavis and Butthead are not exactly what you would call mm, politically correct. (laughs) Millennial friendly. (laughs) (laughs) But growing up, I certainly enjoyed their antics. And, uh, you know, I think we all can... We all might have had friends that remind us of Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) Hopefully not as bad as Beavis and Butthead. But I think there's definitely a little hole that could be filled with Beavis and Butthead. And maybe that sounded wrong, but hey, there you go. (laughs) That's Beavis and Butthead for you. Do more than (laughs) TP. But yeah, so there's no actual information on it yet other than... Mike Judge is, is uh, considering it, and uh, he thinks he might have figured out a way to do it. So, keep your eyes peeled for more Beavis and Butthead as you reach for that TP for your bunghole. <laughs> I'm, I'm Cornholio. Need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> so, did you hear, speaking of yes. millennials, did you hear about the uh, promotion the one minor league baseball team wants to do? No. Try and find it. They want to do a millennial night. Okay. And what will they have? Oh, I can't find it now. Uh, when they originally promoted it, it was going to be um, promotion will include participa- participation ribbons, napping, <laughs> selfie stations, and plenty of avocados. What? <laughs> And this has gotten people pissed off because of it. I think it's great. <laughs> and then I guess they're doing another one. Uh, someone suggests another one. Come, coming early August, Boomer Night, where proof of a high school diploma wins you a high-paying job. And arts and crafts tables will be available for you to burn down a diorama of the U.S. economy while complaining about entitlement. Okay. Okay, that just went more political than I wanted to go. Mm. <laughs> So, but no, I heard about that. I'm like, okay, God, that's funny. And that's something that pissed people off. But here's something that's got people quite happy. And um, I'm just going to say, you're going to have to listen to this week's Mighty Marvel Geeks as well. 
and I'll explain why. Stan Lee will be getting a street named after him in the Bronx. Um, news comes from the New York Post that New York City Council voted to approve, approve a proposal to co-name University Avenue between Brant Place and West 167th Stan Lee Way. Um, as hmm. many know, Stanley has ties to the Bronx. He lived on 1720 University Place, and he attended high school at DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx. Now, here's the thing. The proposal still needs to be approved by Mayor Bill de Blasio. Uh. Well, Mighty Marvel Geeks has helped with this. Oh, yeah? Mighty, the intrepid trio over at Mighty Marvel Geeks, and yes, I would be very scared for what I'm about to say, ordered from Superhero Stuff a Spider-Man pen and bookmark set and shipped it and is having it shipped to the mayor's office for him to sign the Stan Lee Way proposal. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? And then we've and then we've asked him to he get auction it off afterwards for charity for to a kids to a kids to a children's charity. <laughs> but we have actually sent a Spider Man pen for him to sign it with. Because I'm sorry, it's only appropriate that he signs it with a with a pen with Marvel characters on it or a Marvel <laughs> character on it, and not just some generic cross pen. Now we just wait and see the pictures from the event and see if he actually uses a Spider-Man pen. Fuck with that. I have I have emailed his office to let him know that the pen is coming <laughs> and that that was our request is that he did he does justice and and signs it with that. So hopefully that package will be to him like early next week. So there won't be that much delay in getting the signed. But yeah, we actually ordered a pen for him to sign it with. <laughs> we have taken promotion to the next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were joking, but being serious about it. And we actually did it. <laughs> Are you scared now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not scared. I just. I can't believe we did it. We actually did it. We'll see what comes of it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch us get a picture back of him using the pen. Autographed. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'll be the new cover picture on on all Mighty Marvel Geek social media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Stanley. Yay! About time he gets a. Yeah, really. That's I, cool. I don't know how I feel about the co-name, but at least it gets a street named after him. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, if I lived in that section, I, I would change my address from University Avenue to Stanley Way if I lived in that section. Uh, Since one, it will be legal to do so with the proposal. Right. It's like, no, I live on such and such Stanley Way, not University Avenue. Uh, I would, too. So, but there are, there are some people who aren't happy. <sighs> and this one is, well, things that just make you say, well, duh. There are some people who are just never happy. <laughs> like comic scribe Alan Moore. Who hasn't been happy for ages. A very long time. I think he might have come out of the womb angry. <laughs> So, of course, what's he upset about? Well, I'll give you three guesses. And those three guesses should be the new HBO Watchmen series coming out 
by Damon Damon Lindelof. Wow. Yes. Now I'm going to give you a moment to pick your floor, your jaw up off the floor because I know you are shocked. You need to recover from that. Yeah. 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 So, like this, if there's two things he's known for, it's his work as a writer and his disdain for those stories being adapted into movies and TV series. Yes, indeed. Of course, we know that uh, in 2009, Zack Snyder came out with a Watchmen movie, which he hated, Alan Moore hated, of course. And, well, to be honest, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time, but... No, it has has some moments. It had some moments. Fire in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Rorschach looked great. I loved his story arc. Yeah. Night Owl 2 was really good, too. Yeah, all the characters look really good. But the story kind of didn't translate as well the way he did it. I mean, I understood changing the ending because the the comic book ending doesn't translate well from page to, to screen. I actually liked the change that he made with that. I was totally fine with that. It just, just the whole, I know it just, it didn't translate well. It was very slow and very dry and very, I don't know. So, of course, it is hated by its creator, Alan Moore. And guess what? This new series coming out from HBO. Um, well, as far as they know. He gives it two thumbs up. He, yeah, right up it. His butt. <laughs> Sounds like a vaudeville act. <laughs> Again, a bad one. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's a Television Critics Association event, and um, HBO programming president Casey Bloys was asked if Alan Moore was still unhappy with this adaptation. And Bloys replied by saying, I think that remains the case, that he's not thrilled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about it. Now, as far as the artist of Watchmen goes, uh, Mr. Dave Gibbons, he's been a little more accepting of some of the Watchmen stuff. And when he was asked about the HBO series coming, he replied, I do know a little about it. I've had conversations with Damon, and I've read the screenplay for the pilot. I don't think it's my place to say too much about it, other than I found Damon's approach to be really refreshing and exciting and unexpected. I don't think it's going to be what people think it's going to be. It certainly wasn't what I imagined it to be. I think it's extremely fresh. I'm really looking forward to seeing it on the screen. So there's one good take on it, at least, from artist Dave Gibbons. And he also said, I've been resistant to the comic book prequels and sequels, but what Damon's doing is not that at all. It's very far away from that. While it's very reverential and true to the source material, by which I mean the Watchmen graphic novel that Alan and I did, it's not retreading the same ground. It's not a reinterpretation of it. It approaches it in a completely unexpected way, which is interesting. And, of course... um, Damon Lindelof uh, is quoted as saying, we have no no desire to adapt the 12 issues Mr. Moore and Mr. Gibbons created 30 years ago. 
those issues are sacred ground and they will not be retread nor created nor reproduced nor rebooted so all that plus the trailer is making me very interested in this series and one more final note um when when um when hearing about how Alan Moore is unhappy again Lindelof was very very surprised very shocked as all as are we all I don't know why he should be shocked I, no <laughs> um of course uh Lindelof uh feels that Alan Moore is a genius and he still respects the comic creator um, but uh, he added that Alan Moore has made it very clear that he doesn't want to have any association or affiliation with the Watchmen show. But basically, Lindelof then said uh, if uh, Alan Moore was told that he wasn't allowed to do something, he would say, F you, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm channeling the spirit of Alan Moore to tell Alan Moore, F you, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. So all of this is making me very, very interested in this Watchmen show, and I can't wait to start watching it when it comes out. And I'll be able to watch the Watchmen. Who watches the Watchmen? I will watch the Watchmen. I, I think I will too. I actually, yeah, I'm very excited for this. It should be interesting. Well, before we hit our final story, one touch on this as well. Uh, apparently, I don't know if you heard about this. There's a a mom. Mm, I heard a little about this, but. And she went on this rant. Mm. And the rant, I think she might have geared this towards you. <laughs> um, which I don't have an, well, okay, you're not a millennial, but part of this is thrown at your way. And mm-hmm. I think I think she's wrong with it because we're going to have a great time when we do a Wookiee Radio meetup at, at Galaxy's Edge here in a couple, within the next couple of years. Yes, that's going to happen. We're going to do a Wookiee Radio weekend. Um So anyhow, she goes, it pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without at Disney World. DW is a family amusement park, yet these immature millennials throw away their money on useless crap. They have no no idea the joy and happiness it is to a mother's. It is to mothers who buy their babies treats and toys. They will never experience the exhaustion that it is to chase a three year old around and get stares at assuming I'm a bad mother. This blank in some very slutty shorts was buying a Mickey pretzel and all did one in one. But the line was very long. And I said later and broke his poor little heart. And he cried. I wanted to take that effing pretzel from that tramp like thanks blank. You made my son cry. DW is for children. People without children need to be banned. Mothers with children should be allowed to skip all the line. You have no effing idea what it's like to stand in a line for three hours with a cranky, tired, exhausted toddler. I think your wife knows standing in line with you. (laughs) Oh, wait, sorry. And I can't just tell him that we can't do something because it's his vacation, too. I effing hate childless women with a burning passion. Well, talking about they're buying, throwing their money away on useless crap. You know what, lady? You're doing the same thing when you're buying that same useless crap for your mm-hmm. kids. Yep. So I have a few choice words for that woman, but I can't say them on this show. Uh, I get that. <laughs> but we all, we also have the whole, you know, she's just a... <laughs> <and> a <laughs>
You can chime in anytime here, Derek. Oh, no, you're covering it quite well. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so, oh. And also, you know what? The problems you're having with your kids, that's your problem, not ours, so. Yep, because, sorry, you have a problem with it? Well, you're a... And, uh, and what was it you were going to say about her? I was just going to say, you know, she's a big and <laughs> there. Hey, a double rant show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love someone wrote the what this woman is angry because a woman bought herself a pretzel. Yeah, I know. Right. Get a life. Oh, and pray tell, what does a three-year-old need a vacation from or for? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that was just, yeah, horrible. But Screen Rant brings us, how about this, the 25 best trailers of the decade so far. I guess the decade's going from 2010 to 2019, which is the way it should be. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, the 80s is 1980 through 89, not, not 81 through 90. Exactly, yep. So, well, no, 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 no. Now, you could say 2011 through 2020 is the decade. Remember, we didn't start with year zero. We started with year one. Yeah, that. Yeah, if you look at it that way, yeah. But anyway, um, so I'm going to go first. Girl Gone teaser trailer um, from 2014. I think you mean Gone Girl. That too. It's my <laughs> dyslexia kicking in. Gone Girl comes in at 25. So what do you have at 24. 24 Battle Los Angeles Trailer 1. Filmed in Shreveport, Louisiana. I remember that movie. Battle Los Angeles was filmed in Louisiana, huh? Yep, in Shreveport. In <laughs> yep. uh, at 23, the Disaster Artist teaser trailer. Interesting, interesting. Yep. 22 is The Master. It's with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yep. And Walking Phoenix. Walking Dead Phoenix. <laughs> and Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at 21, I don't know. I think this one could have been a little higher. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes teaser. Yes, I agree. Very good. Very good. Uh, number 20, The Conjuring teaser trailer. <laughs> number 19, I think, could have been lower. Yep. Suicide Squad trailer. Now, yes, it does deserve to be on the list. It was a hell of a trailer, especially with Bohemian Rhapsody. But uh, I don't think it needs to be at 19. Mm. Also, I'm not sure about this one. 18, the Dark Knight Rises trailer. Three. Well, I guess so, since it's a trailer. I'm the Batman. Where's Kane? <laughs> uh, number 17, the Handmaiden trailer. Which I'm not familiar with this one. Me either. Okay, this one needs to be higher. I'm sorry. I know. Number 16, Rogue One. There's a lot of bias to this. Rogue One Star Wars Story teaser trailer. Yeah, I would put that higher. Yeah. Definitely when you see what comes next. 15, Hell Caesar, trailer two. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I think I agree with this. Number 14, the trailer for Logan. Yes. I think this one could be higher, too. Ooh, Number 13, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, trailer one. Mm, those are great trailers they had. 
I think this one should be higher, too. Number 12. I don't know about higher, but number 12, the Wolf of Wall Street trailer. See, I could I could put it. I, I would put that in the top 10. Mm, maybe. Now, mind you, we have not seen the top 10 yet. And speaking of which, I would put this one near the bottom. Yeah. Well, the trailer looked good. Uh, Prometheus teaser mm. at 14. I, no, this one I, I could drop too. Yeah. Number 10, the Interstellar trailer. Ooh. I started watching the tail end in that movie. Or I caught, I the, I caught the ending and it's, mm. I'm missing something. <laughs> Obviously, I need to go back and watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Number nine, mm. Mad Max Fury Road teaser. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. And I just read they they are still planning on doing two more sequels. Yeah. That's uh, number eight, Cloverfield Lane trailer. That was a good trailer. The movie was pretty good, too, but the trailers were great. I did like this one, the Godzilla mm. teaser. Even though, the yeah. movie, even though I was okay on the movie, the teaser the tra- was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about this one being at number six, but the girl with the dragon tattoo teaser. I do not agree with this one at number five. I do. X-Men Days of Future Past trailer one. I like Days of Future Past. Yeah. Okay. This one, I think we both agree is in the right spot. Number four, The Force Awakens teaser two. Yeah. Oh, no. This one is where I think Rogue One needs to be. Because I Rogue One and this one needs to swap, and it's Man of Steel teasers Volume One and Two. Uh uh-uh. uh. I definitely don't agree with this one. Number two, the Social Network trailer. Yeah, and then coming in at number one, Inception trailer number one. Mm, Inception. Now we have honorable mentions. I don't know if I'd put Inception as number one though. I wouldn't either. Honorable mentions. Thor Ragnarok, the ah, immigrant yeah. song trailer. That was an awesome trailer. La La Land's first teaser. Yeah. Gravity's first trailer. Yeah. Boyhood's trailer. Yeah. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, final trailer. Yeah. Um, which ones do I think is missing that I was thrown in? Kong Skull Island. Mm. For the trailer, I guess. For the trailer, it was great. I actually enjoyed the movie, even though it dragged some. Uh, uh, I didn't love it. I didn't say I loved it. I said I liked it. I'm not sure if I liked it. So, is there one you would throw in there? Hmm. Yeah, I would put one of the Avengers ones in. Yeah. Either Infinity War or Endgame. Yeah, Winter Soldier would fit, too. Was that this decade? Oh, you're gonna make me look. I know, now that's why I was like, uh, not sure which ones were. Would you put? Would you put one of the solo trailers in there? Hmm. Maybe. Captain America: Winter Soldier, 2014. Wow, it's hard to tell nowadays, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I would do the Wonder Woman trailer. Oh yeah. I would do this. I would do uh, the last Star Trek movie. Oh yeah, that was not the non JJ Abrams. Mm. That was pretty good. Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a no brainer. So, um, I guess at that point, at this point in time, any final thoughts? Uh, nope. I got nothing. 
Oh, follow us on social media at Weeby Geeks, unless it's Facebook, then it's at Weeby Geeks PC. Uh, check out the homepage again. Follow, you know, check out our affiliates. There's some great stuff there to get. Also, too, check out our web store. Got some great stuff there, too. So, um, I have bought a couple of the items and they're great products. I mean, the hats are new era, majority of the hats are new era hats. It's the same hat company that makes the hats for Major League Baseball. Hmm. And it's what most of the hats that you get on superhero stuff come from, are new era hats. It's a great quality hat. I mean, it's a nice hat. So uh, check all that out. Um, again, too, be on the lookout for the contest. More info coming. Check out our poll over on Wookie Radio and let us know what kyber crystal you you want to see get tossed into the uh, the prize as a because it's an exclusive from Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it will come in the case and everything. So it's I will be purchasing whatever the winner is to go into this. And right now it looks like green. So if you don't want green, fair vote. <laughs> so um, you said you had nothing else. I got nothing else. So only one thing left to do. Want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. The force is strong with you. A powerful Sith you will become.